Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Flames Nation Radio. Uh, we're recording uh, a couple days earlier than usual. I'm Ryan. He's Shane. And it's uh, almost free agent season. Brought to, uh, as usual, our, our Flames Nation Radio is delivered to you by DoorDash and brought to you by Eau Claire Distilleries, Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. Uh, depending on what happens over the next 24 to 72 hours, depending on when you listen to this uh, podcast, it could be the celebration whiskey, the morning whiskey, the new faces whiskey. A lot of stuff could happen in the next week or so. Uh, I guess, Shane, we'll, we'll cover the, 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 the super minor business. Uh, not say minor business, but uh, there's three new members of the Flames organization. Uh, Topi Roney. Parker Bell. Parker Bell and um Oh yeah, no, you're gonna give me you're gonna lose me on the seventh rounder. The seventh rounder, but his dad's a coach. You're gonna yeah. forget the kid. I remember dad. Bell because of the great joke uh someone made said we had to take Bell because Rogers was down. So um, I'll probably never forget Parker Bell. <laughs> to be fair, Cade Littler, his his dad's yeah. name is fantastic. His dad's name is Bliss, which is just like Bliss Littler? Bliss Littler, who was the, uh, the he was the head coach of the Wenatchee Wild for a while before he became the GM. And uh, so Cade Littler, Littler is uh, coach's son. Uh, Parker Bell, big, big dude who hasn't really trained a lot, uh, at least in terms of modern training. And the Flames feel like he's he's very raw and very toolsy, to use a term. And uh, Topi Roney, uh, Finnish, uh, Finnish center, uh, who actually be going to the – Finnish World Junior Camp for the 2022 uh, team. Uh, Finland is basically putting two teams into their camp and basically picking the best 20-some guys out of the two teams, which is kind of a cool way of doing it. I mean, put them head-to-head, see what happens. So, yeah, three 20 years ago, t- 20 years ago, did they even have enough guys to fill two camps? Like, like Not very, not, exactly. not that high level. So, I mean, if you have the guys to do it, you might as well. So that's, uh, that's a bit of news. Three new members of the Flames organization. A uh, couple guys, actually, well, really one player uh, who isn't part of the Flames organization anymore. So uh, for the restricted free agents, two of them uh, had already signed in Europe. Johannes Schinval, who was not qualified by the Flames on Monday, and Itu Tulola, who was. Uh, Johannes Schinval was, all due respect to him, a very, very forgettable American League player, good in the power play not particularly good at five on five. So I think the flames probably saw the tea leaves and went, eh, 
Is there much of a value in his NHL rights? I think they concluded no. Uh, With Ichu Tulola, Ichu Tulola was basically a little bit under a a half a point per game AHLer. He was trending in a decent direction, but I mean, he played three years and I think he wanted to go home. So he's going home, but the Flames keep his rights for for at least another year. Uh, And then Tyler Parsons, uh, who had played one game over the last two seasons uh, due to, uh, he had, since since uh, uh, Tyler Parsons was a 20, 2016 second round pick, he was actually drafted a few picks before Dylan Dubé, if I remember correctly, yeah, uh, in the same round. Uh, and so, yeah, Parsons, he was very good in his draft year, considered one of the up and coming goaltenders in the U.S. development system, uh, played with, uh, you know, uh, Matthew Kachuk with the London Knights won a Memorial Cup uh, and he was very very good that year they won the OHL championship I, I you know my, my buddy Derek Newmeyer and I actually drove up to uh, to Red Deer to watch that Memorial Cup that year to uh, to, to see a game to see the the London Knights play because we both of us wanted to see Matthew Kachuk we were both very impressed by Kachuk who's, yeah that, that was a powerhouse team Marner Dvorak Kachuk great junior player yeah, so I mean, very good team, and you know, we were really impressed by Tyler Parsons. And Tyler Parsons was a very highly rated goaltender in his draft class. He was drafted, and you know, sometimes you know, guys just have bad luck. Uh, John Gillies, for example, was a highly touted goaltender with the Flames. Drafted him in 2012, and he had uh, hip issues and this, that, and the other thing issues. And thankfully, you know, it seems like John Gillies put those issues behind him and worked things out. And you know, he's he's pushing for NHL duties, and at the very least. You know, I think John Gillis would be able to carve out a decent pro career for himself. Uh, unfortunately for John or for uh, for Tyler Parsons, you know, he his first year, I he had uh, I forget I forget the nature of his injury, but the London Knights carried three goalies in his pro, in his draft list one year because they just wanted to limit the wear and tear in practice and from playing too many games. He only played thirty nine games in his draft list one season. Uh, then he went pro. He you know he turned pro in twenty eighteen. 2017-2018, because uh, he played yeah, one post-draft year. But the, cha- the challenge is yeah. he, he's never had a full non-injury-related pro year. And so, you know, he played zero games this year. He had, uh, he had concussion issues over his career. He had ankle issues. He had shoulder issues. He had knee issues, I believe. So, you know, goaltending is a very tough position to project, and goaltending is a very tough position on the body. And, you know, I know there's some, you know, there was some, a lot of tittering and tattering about uh, Tyler Parsons' medical choices in relation to the vaccine and him coming to not coming to Flames camp last year. You know, I, you know, his choices are his choices. I'm not going to begrudge anyone their their medical choices in a very unprecedented situation. I, you know, we don't have to get into that, but it's just kind of a shame that you know a guy who has so much promise has seemed to have been derailed by just some horrendous injury luck. I mean, I, I saw some people on social media going, "Oh, Par- Parsons didn't play this year because of the vaccine." I don't know that he didn't, but I was told no, I very, I was told very explicitly, uh, recurrent. I asked multiple people multiple times, and I was told. Uh, by various people, uh, you know, flare up of, of recurring injuries. Uh, I don't know what the nature of those injuries because, quite honestly, it doesn't really matter. He, uh, you know, he's gone. He's entitled. Have... He's entitled to his privacy, medical and otherwise. And uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, he's able to sort of you know have a career if he wants to have one because you know, promise like that doesn't go away. And hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, at the very least, hopefully, he gets to enjoy life because I mean, you know, a lot of goalies that uh, a lot of injuries that goalies can have really hurt their enjoyment of day-to-day life so uh yeah it's, you know so it's uh, it's the end of the tyler parsons era in the flames organization after six years and speaking of eras 
possibly ending. No. Um, let's talk about the elephant in the room. So no. we're recording this on Monday nights. It is, let me just check my clock. It is 9 p.m. Oh, no. Mountain Time on Monday night. Uh, 23 hours from now, 25 hours from now, uh, about 10 o'clock Mountain Time on Tuesday night, the Flames lose the ability to give Johnny Gaudreau eight years. And so you can make an argument that, yeah, they if if the idea is the, the Flames – you know, the, their negotiation edge is throwing a crap ton of money at Johnny Gaudreau, then their negotiation leverage becomes highly, highly eroded uh, by this time, you know, by 25 hours from now. Uh, it'll be less than 25 hours from now when you record, when you listen to this, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been an interesting road. I mean, uh, here's, as of, as of this time of recording, here's what I know, they're talking, uh, my thought process is this. If Johnny Gaudreau definitely wanted to leave, he would have left. He would have just, you know, you don't, you don't, you, you'd either. Wouldn't be. You know, it's, let's go this way. Let's go this way, folks. Uh, we've all been on dates that didn't go particularly well. And if there's not going to be a second date, you don't, you know, text for like three weeks and be like, yeah, you know, make small talk and then go, yeah, no, actually, I don't want to go on a second date. You'd either ghost them or you don't say, oh, or you just send a note saying, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. Don't go with people, folks. It's mean. <laughs> but those are the two. If if, if you don't want to see the person again, you either tell them or you disappear. Those are the two things. And generally person. speaking, that's what happens with NHL free agency, too. I mean, the fact that there's been ongoing dialogue, it's been confirmed by, by a few places. We've heard, you know, I've heard from a few different sources. Uh, it's been, you know, discussed ad nauseum by folks at Daily Faceoff, Sportsnet, wherever. They're talking. So, Talking means that there's a possibility he might stay. It's a possibility he might not stay because that's why you talk. If, you know, if there's no deal, if there is a deal, then there'd be a deal. But, uh, you know, what happened in, you know, Bradshaw Living made the, you know, he's made this comment before regarding to, you know, when he talks about uh, contract negotiations, specifically salary arbitration, he says, you know, once you have a deadline on it, uh, it speeds things up. Well, there's a deadline coming up. So if you're if you're Johnny Gaudreau and you're the Flames, the deadline is coming up uh, in 25 hours, and they'll make a decision one way or the other within the next 25 hours. And if you're Lewis Gross, you know the the the, the job of the agent. And Shane, you and I have talked about this. The job of the agent is to one get the player where they want to be, and two get them where they want to be for the most possible money. Money is not everything. Most of these guys, I mean, I don't think, you know, Johnny Gaudreau has made, I think, uh, pre-escrow, you know, his current contract is worth $40.5 million U.S. Current, current uh, career earnings, $43.275 million. Yeah, so his ELC plus a $40.5 million contract, taxes and escrow, whatever. Like, like you know, Johnny Gaudreau is not in danger of going to the poorhouse anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and when he gets his new contract, regardless of where he goes and how much he makes, he's not going to be in the poorhouse. So it's, I don't think this is a fundamentally a, a financial decision for him. It's not going to be a, you know, whoever gives me the most money gets me kind of thing. Uh, but you know, if, if he didn't think Calgary wasn't, a, wasn't going to be a fit at all, he probably would have just said, yes, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. I'm going to market because that's typically what players do when they're not really feeling it. Uh, you know, so I, I think it's going to be interesting. And if you're, so if you're Lewis gross, you know, what happened, what happened in 2016 uh, is that the, the flames had all the leverage. Johnny Gaudreau in 2016 was uh, uh, you know, he, he was a, a, a restricted free agent with less than three years experience. He, you know, he did not get credit for yeah, a full two. season based on that one game he played in the first season. So he had two years of pro experience. And so he wasn't eligible for an offer sheet. 
He couldn't do, he couldn't do ARB. He couldn't do offer sheets. He couldn't do anything. So if you're the flames, you have all the leverage. So I, I've been told uh, by various people, various places, the, essentially what happened was the flames sat down. They, you know, the analytics department came up with a list of comparables. They sat down, they had a nice chat with Gaudreau's camp and they said, here's the best deal we think we can give you. Uh, it was a deal that gave him the same cap hit at the time as, you know, the best player on the team, Mark Giordano, the team captain. And so they said, you know, for, we think you should be making 6.75 and Gaudreau's camp at the time said, we would like to have some more. And the flame said, we don't think so. And so they were don't in a stalemate and they were a stalemate. Captain. They were at a stalemate for several weeks until the day before uh, training camp ended, Johnny Gaudreau called his agent and said, I don't want to miss games. Let's just, let's just sign it. So if you're Lewis Gross, last time you waited to the very last minute and you actually waited past the last minute. I mean, you know, ideally, you know, the deadline would be the deadlines for restricted free agents are training camp and then the beginning of the season. So realistically, if you waited to the, till before the first game of the season, you essentially waited as long as you possibly could without impacting the number of games your, your client played. So they waited as long as they could to maximize the compensation. It didn't quite work out. They ended up having to take the deals on the table. This time, if you're the agent, and we're you know we're not we're not uh, saying that you know there's any kind of nefarious means or nefarious uh, you know uh, we're not we're not we're not saying what people's uh, aspirations we don't are. know their thoughts. We just yeah, but, but, but speculating if, from from yes. a from a pure game theory perspective. What is the incentive for Gaudreau to sign at any point before the last possible minute? Because you're going to get the best offer the Flames have to give you at the very last minute before that eighth year disappears, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd hope it's I hope it's like at least an hour before then. But <laughs> I, you know, we're not in the room. We don't know exactly. Yeah, how but but that's that's how it works. It's it's how like it's been very. From the start, they've been very locked up and very tight-lipped about this. Uh, the information that's been floating around for a week from everybody has been the same. Their talks are ongoing. That's that's all you hear. Uh, for a while there, you were hearing that the Goudreau camp hadn't got back to the Flames, but no one would confirm that officially because I'm quite... Is it possible I don't think anybody actually knows. Calgary is keeping this close to their vest. Not much is getting leaked. The main insiders are the guys that are getting this info, and even they aren't giving us much. That's Frank. That's Elliot. That's that's the main guys, and it's it, there's not much out there, so we don't know exactly what's happening in terms of numbers, in terms of counter negotiations. That information is not out there; it's not available even to the guys that cover the team every day. So it's not public. We don't know. We just hope. I hope. I hope that he comes back, but. That's just because he's the best player that they have. And he's also the best player on the market. So there's, and, there's incentive for him to go so to free agency. Let's, let's get into that a bit. I mean, so, okay. If, if you're going to free agency and you're, you need a, a, a left shot winger, obviously for the flames, your first choice is to have Johnny Gaudreau because he knows your system. He knows your coaches, you know, you know, you, you know, Johnny Gaudreau and he knows you. And so if you're trying to maximize the window that you have with this group, especially you know, Elias Lindholm's on a deal you can only be call calling an absolute robbery. Absolute. I mean, sec- second second in the league in Selkie voting last year. I was one of the voters. Uh, you know, Matthew Kachuk is going to be on whatever deal Matthew Kachuk is in on last next year. You know, but you have ten of it, a very palatable deal. Anderson, Hannafin, you know, you have a goal. Both your, sub five. Your, your goaltender was just second in Vesna balloting on a six million dollar deal. 
So they, you're, you're, so I, I think in terms of the supporting cast being set up for success outside of like one or two guys, I mean, okay, Backlund is a little overpaid for his offense, but for, in terms of what he brings for the, the defensive side of the game, I think it's a, it's a, a fair value. Monahan, based on his injuries, is a little bit over – you know, he's fairly heavily overpaid. If he's a fourth liner, if he recovers and has is anything close to what he used to be, maybe he's a little bit hefty. You know, he might be a $3 million player on a lot of teams – I want him to recover oh. properly first too before he comes back. Like Imagine, actually, we were talking about we we're talking about we were talking about goalie injuries. Just the idea that you you know so just so everyone's clear, just so everyone's clear. So the hip is basically a socket. It's a ball, and it sort of has like you know a hole the ball goes into, and the labrum is the thing that surrounds the ball to make it sort of you know squeak around without really catching anything or dragging or anything or locking up. So there's there's lubrication inside the inside the hip joint and the labrum I believe I'm not I'm not I have no back, medical background but I just google a lot. The labrum is the tissue that basically allows things to sort of move around a bit. So soft, Sean Monahan has had labrum surgery in consecutive seasons on either side of his hips. So just imagine you can't move your hip around well without some kind of a dragging or clicking or locking or whatever for just sheer quality of life. That sucks. And if you're you know, not a pro athlete, those people that have labrum problems, walking around in wheelchairs, people like, like, cause yeah. getting up, getting up out of a chair is extremely painful. Sean Monaghan has had to do this twice. One on each do side. not rush him. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, you know, Monahan, it is what it is. Lucic is a little bit pricey for what he is, but I mean, you knew that Edmonton's paying that. for part of him, so that's not bad. Uh, but yeah, it's so done after this year, anyways. So, so yeah, so I, I think you know, if you're if you're the Flames and you're trying to be like you're trying to run it back, you want to run it back with Johnny Gaudreau. Now, let's just say, and you know, I can hear people, you know wincing as we say this let's just say he goes somewhere else i don't know where else i don't particularly care where else he ends up uh this is just a hypothetical thought exercise that potentially could be rendered moot in the next 25 hours uh so who do you get if you don't have johnny Gaudreau? so we i i'm you know shane and i i'll have a piece up on the site on uh on uh on tuesday talking about this so there's probably there's a, gonna be a lot of pieces on there's the a few oh. players there's a few players that i like and there, i sort of look at some of them are big splashes and other little splashes so i'll say my the couple of names i keep seeing one of them is nazim kadri i'll say this i love nazim kadri nazim kadri's awesome uh stanley cup champion nazim kadri just won a stanley cup and he was one of the better players on a very good team he had the benefit of not having to be the tippity top guy if he comes to Calgary, he'll have to drive the drive the offense a bit more. But I mean, you also have you know the the Coleman Mangiapane Backlund trio who can t- eat up some truck deployments. So I don't think he'd be really living you know a tough life. Hypothetically, he came here. The things the thing that makes me worry about Nazim Kadri is simply his age. He's thirty one years old. Uh, uh, evolving Hockey projects him getting an eight and a half million dollar deal or thereabouts over seven years. Eight and a half million dollars over three years. Sure. I mean, yeah, three, I don't whatever. think I don't think Nazem Kadri is going to fall off a cliff in the next two, three years. Over seven, he'll be signed till he's thirty-eight years old. That makes me a bit nervous. And well, and they they've done, and it's nothing a slight on Blake Coleman, but to get Blake Coleman to come to Calgary, you had to pay him more than what his offense is worth. Defense is fantastic, but four point eight for a in theory two uh, middle middle six guy. He's not a top line guy. Middle six guy. Four point nine. Four point nine. Yeah, and that's probably a bit more than what he's. 
worth on a regular market on any given day. Now I love Blake Coleman and I'm glad he's here, but you overpay, you over, especially with the Stanley cup tax. So Nazem Kadri now has the uh, point per game career year, career year coming. I think he was was 1.2 or 1.3 points per game. 1.23 points per game, 28 goals, 87 points, 71 games came back from a broken thumb, like a thumb that needed surgically put back together to score an overtime cup winning goal in the cup final weeks before it's properly healed. Um, you know, God's God's name on the Stanley cup told all the Leafs fans to basically take a hike <laughs> live on TV. Uh, he, he, he just told his haters to kiss his ass. Well, and yeah, and That's, the guy that does that. Knows so wouldn't, would, but, so I think, I think those are some of the reasons the Flames might want him because, you know, like Blake Coleman came to Calgary with some swagger. Nazem Kadri would come to Calgary with some swagger. You know, imagine, imagine, you know, I, I think if you lose your best offensive player, what are you going to try to replace him with? You the answer is replace. rings. That's the only thing yeah. that can possibly make up for losing a 115 point player. You, you can't. Here's the thing: you can't replace Johnny Gaudreau. There's not a no. single player available available by any rumor by any metric. But that can replace Johnny Gaudreau. I, I I think the smart move if if I were the Flames, I try to moneyball this shit. So you, well, that's what I've been. That's what I've been. You thinking you can't replace weeks. you can't replace Johnny Gaudreau with one player. So, you know, we, we, I mentioned Kadri, uh, Andre Burkowski, I think is the same route. I think he'd be a little bit cheaper. He's younger. He's not as good. Uh, based, on Gar, based on Gar, uh, goals above replacement, uh, Andre Burkowski is not as good, but he's still pretty good. But he's younger. So the risk is a little bit less. Okay. Uh, I, I have a name for you. Two time cup champion when it comes to Burkowski. It's, it's development oh. camp this week. Do you know who the flames had in development camp back in the day? No, I had been Mason Marshman. Whoa, okay. I was thinking of him. He his dad played for Calgary. Rest in peace, Brian. Rest in peace. Terrible to hear about. Mason was Mason, he surprised the hell out of everybody. He had 47 points in 54 games, 0.87 points per game clip out of seemingly nowhere. That that's interesting. He's a grinder. Be tough to play. Okay. Johnny Gaudreau leaves. The way I look at it is they have five NHL wingers still. They still have Kachuk. They still have Dubé. They still have Coleman. They'll still have Manjapani and they'll still have Tafoli. Those five, those are five. All of them can take time in the top six if they need to. Dubé, I, I really believe he's close to taking a step. He went on, it was a seven game goal streak there late in the year. He's close. He's got a good coach. He's getting, he's getting brought along properly. I got a lot of faith in him to take a big step. So that's five wingers. That's good. That's even, that's without Johnny Gaudreau. So what would you spend the money on, Pike? I'd spend the money on a center. I would spend the money on a second line offensively driven center. You've got two elite defensive centers in Elias Lindholm and Michael Backlund. It'd be nice to have one that could drive I, offense. I, I think you need to. So for the top, who are your top six wingers then? Top six wingers, probably to Foley Coleman. Cause you keep Manjapani and Coleman as a pair and whether Backlund's playing the middle or a new guy. Uh, and then you'd have Kachuk to Foley on the top line with Lindholm. They they experimented with the foley up there early. Now that's not a lot of foot. I'll, I'll, I'll say that's this. not a lot of foot. I'll say two. I'll say two things. One, I need to see more out to foley in camp because I think, you know, I'll I'll say this. I I think this is not me meaning to disparage Tyler Toffoli's fitness. Tyler Toffoli was Montreal fit. He was LA fit. He was Vancouver fit. No one had boo to say about his fitness in anywhere else. Calgary is the second highest elevation in the NHL. The air is thinner. 
and the fit people, people who are in shape, not Shane and I, but people who are in shape, get their asses kicked by the elevation here. It's worse than Denver because Denver is, is literally a mile high. Calgary is like two-thirds of a mile high. It's significant, but it's not Denver. But the elevation and playing a stutter pace, I can imagine if you're coming from a place that was sea level, which pretty much all three places that, that he everywhere. played previously were, and you know, playing for someone who's not as, as nuts about pace and, and fitness as, as Sutter, I can imagine maybe it could have impacted Tivoli's effectiveness. It did, it did to a lot of players in, in the previous season. So I can see that happening. So I'd like to see what happens with Tifoli before I hand him a top a top line role. But also the other thing the other thing I want to say is I think you need three lines. You, you do need three you do. lines for Sutter system. So you do I could, I think you can I think you could probably spend your money on like say, okay, let's just say they had nine and a half million bucks allocated earmarked for the Johnny Gaudreau contract. Well they they're opener, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so nine and a half million bucks. So you spend half on Mage the Marchment. Maybe less than half an amazing. I don't Marchman. think he's going to. And then you go out and spend five million bucks in the center. So uh, you could go Marchman. I prefer a right shot winger. You had enough left shots. You got enough left shots. It would be primarily. It's easier to get off the wall. You've got Tofoli as a right shot winger. But then you need to play the right shot tax. You you need you well yeah and you do but there's some decent ones out like there's some there's some decent ones out there uh, that could play a third line role. It just depends what they want right. Like I'm more focused on the center. I want someone that can play either two C or three C. Don't care if they're, depending on the night, given what role they're given. I'm looking at guys like Vincent Trocek. I'm looking at guys like Andrew Cobb. Now, they would cost a bit more than maybe $5 million, right? Which means you've got to settle for a lesser winger. But the play is driven through the middle. The play, Sutter, Sutter's been very adamant about how the importance of the centerman. And those two guys have a defensive acumen to them that not a lot do. They can also chip in on offense. It just, they're they're the new age flames type of players. They are, they, they work hard. They go into the corners if they need to, and they never quit. And they, they've been over the last two seasons, both have produced at a above average clip above half a point per game. So Andrew Kopp specifically has had a fantastic year. He just went to the third round of the playoffs. Trocek's been in the third round of the playoffs. He's had multiple seasons where he scored 20 goals, 70 points is his career high way back with Florida. He's more of a 20 goal, 50 point guy nowadays. Um, I, I like those guys. I would rather, if you lose Johnny Gaudreau, I would rather spend money on them and, and guys that can also play on the other side of the puck and have a more well-rounded team. And then you could fill in with a third line right winger, or you could, they need to fill in their defense too. Like they're, they're losing Nikita Zadorov. They are, he's gone. You need to find a third pair left D as well. Like that is very important. I think they, they I think they have one. His name is Connor Mackey. Maybe yeah. Valimaki. Based, I think, I based think, on what happened in the playoffs, would you be comfortable with two rookie D going into the season? With you're, you're not going to have two rookie D. You're going to well, you're going to go out and get somebody to the right side. And yeah. if you if you if if Johnny Gaudreau if Johnny Gaudreau walks and you have that money, I think the first thing you do is you know you you replace you try to replace him in the aggregate with some, you know a Trochik with a with a Mason Marchment, but you also go out and throw that money at Eric Branson and say, well, it'll take to keep you here. Or, or I, I, I'm a very avid proponent of this, and I'm going to write an article on him, Ily Lubushkin. He is a super really good right shot defensive defenseman. He's young. He's not super valued around the league, and you might be able to get him for multiple years at a cheaper price. So 
I I'll, like I'll, I'll say this. I'll, like I'm not, I'm not going to describe the Flames as risk averse, but they found something that worked really well last year. And I can see them. I'm not opposed like, to that. Like, let's just wait. You, you know why the Flames are paying uh, Michael Backlund $5.35 million a year? Because they sat down and thought, okay, you can just live with what Michael Backlund is and isn't and pay him to, to stick around. Or you can see him walk away and then try to replace him with guys you don't know. Uh, the, uh, the Flames are very much a proponent of the devil you know from time to time. And, you know, they've, they've done that with, with a lot of different positions. And I think they, you know, I think all things being equal, if they had the money to throw at them, they, they'd go up there Branson and say, what will it take? And honestly, maybe it's throwing actually a million bucks at him that, you know, he's well, making what we made one nine five. If you come in around three, I think you probably get it for, for a fifth defenseman for the guy that, yeah, he kills penalties, but he's your fifth defenseman. You, you've got to allocate the cap space to the roles properly. And if he's going to price himself out, and he's gonna price himself out. Like I would love to have him back. I would love, love, love. He filled a good role. But if he was gonna go and ask himself, he doesn't have a great track record history still outside Calgary. The signing when what the words were happening when he signed in Calgary, everyone was questioning it based on his history. He turned he proved everyone wrong. He did, but it, he's also, you know, he's a guy that's bounced around a lot. If you're gonna offer him extra years, if I were a GM, I would hope he would take a discount in terms of uh security. You you hope you don't you don't assume a, a discount versus last year or a discount versus the market because the markets for him is about three the market for him is about three but it, it, for a guy that hasn't had a home a steady home he's bounced around all the time he finally found a role where he had, was successful and had a really good year and everyone's saying positive things about him for the first time in a long long time he's he's been a suitcase the last few years and yeah, i think so i think he'd love not to be you throw two or three years at him I think that AAV comes down. It should come down. If I was an agent and someone was going to be like, Eric, we'll give you two years. You want to do it for two and a half? That's fine. I'd do that. I think but, uh, evolving evolving hockey has in uh, his two, his, uh, I think his, uh, his most common contract is three by three or three by close to three. Uh, two years is, I think they have him at 2.8. And, yeah, and so you, you shave it down a little bit. That's pretty palatable. For, that's, for a guy who plays as much as he does, I think people could live with that. When it, if you can shave three hundred here, two hundred thousand dollars on any contract, you you do it, especially if the player's willing to do it. And I love, I liked what he did. Uh, if he does, and like I said, if he goes, I would love for them. And I, it depends on what they've scouted and the players there. Like they've got their own players targeted in their room. There, they know what they, they they're not naive. They have a plan for if Johnny leaves. They have it. They have it laid out. They have what they want to do but they only have so many guys that can talk to so many agents at one time. In theory, they're not talking to anybody right now. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, because, you know, we don't know that Jack Campbell has been reported to go to Edmonton for five by five. Cause they can't talk until Wednesday. You, you, right? you're, you're not allowed to talk numbers until no, uh, free no. agency opens. No, exactly. So, so there's no way the flames have uh, feelers out for a plan B if case Johnny Gaudreau leaves, but the kicker is when the clock ticks in the, in the, doors swing wide open how much time do you have and what how long do you wait on the key, the key is doing, doing a lot of a lot of texts very quickly that's that's the that's the key but how long are you going to sit there and wait will the markets open and players that you like or possibly covet go i think you, you wait on i think again? i think you probably know by that morning you bet you should you would hope that with all the history brad has uh, the players have said great things about brad and he's always been good to them you'd think they would have the courtesy to at least tell him where exactly they're at before that happens so he can operate properly and do things right. 
or do things right by his. Okay. Here's uh, how do you feel about uh, about Strom's? Because there's two available, and one's a left shot, one's a right shot. Well, I, you know which one I want is the right shot one. The the left shot one has had a lot of history, and in terms, I did it. I did a real good look on him mid season because fans were asking about him with all the scratches and trade rumors, and he he can provide offense, but his defensive metrics are not good. And when you watch him, he doesn't really hustle back. So and I, I think he hard to drill that you, in you get, with, with Ryan Strom, you get some flexibility. He's played high in the rotation. He's played special teams played and in, he's a guy who can, serve, he can play up the middle. He can play on the wing. Like I think, I think that the trend that I really like that they've been doing since, uh, you know, since Jeff Ward left is, you know, Brad and and Daryl working to get flexibility in the lineup, like guys that can do different things in different situations. That, that's why I picked Cop out because you want a guy that can kill penalties and do power play PP two time. Like yeah. that's Andrew Cop. Like that seem and and the type of player he is and the type of working player and, and style of play he plays, he screams perfect. Like he screams um, Daryl Sutter. I wouldn't mind you know Nita Ryder. I'd be. I'd be nervous about the the term because he's never been a top line producer and you might yeah. need to pay a bit extra to get him. Like another he's good. Lefty. He's another lefty. He can play either side. He can do, he can play a lot of different situations for you, which I think is valuable. I mean, Gaudreau only plays PP. So he doesn't do special teams as much as some of the other guys. So I, I think you could gain some flexibility by getting one or two guys that could play on other side special teams, especially, especially if the idea is that your, ba- your most important five on five players probably are Backlund and, and Lindholm in terms of executing the system, executing the, the, how you want the team to play. And so you probably don't want, like you're going to have Lindholm probably playing PP one for until the cows come home. You'd love to have Backlund and or Lindholm playing less PK if you can't. Right. Well, you, yeah, ideally you'd like to be able to aid them with someone because like with anyone, they like to have their three pairs, right? And that third, that one pair, the the follow up pair is two wingers. They don't they don't they don't send out a center with the follow up pair. They it, it wasn't Manjapani and uh, it was Manjapani and Dubé and then Manjapani and Tafoli. Yeah, depending. But they didn't go out when there was faceoffs. When it was faceoffs, no, it was no. Backlund, Lindholm, or it was uh, Lewis. Yeah, Lewis, and, it was and, uh, what Lewis Coleman was the second pair. Lewis and Coleman. So those were the faceoff pairs. But when someone changes mid-shift it's it's ma, ma, it's managing whoever he's with so having another center that could even split them up and allow to have a center on each each penalty kill line would be great and cop cop's the kind of guy that can do that cop plays that defensive acumen style of game and has done it in steadily in a point that's seen his point totals this is Paige, the co-host of giggly squad and i want to tell you about a company that i've been loving olive in june olive in june gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, 
they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Increase year after year because, yeah, he's got the defensive game down. Let's let's work on you know accenting that with offense and then you get a better paycheck and he cost the Rangers their first round pick. Now it ended up being in the final four because they made the the final four in the playoffs. But I mean, I like him. Uh, Another guy that gives me to Foley like vibes is Riley Smith from Vegas. Um, The the rumor is that he's already signed. They just haven't filed the contract yet. That's Vegas has so much cap stuff going on. I wouldn't doubt that that's happening. Um, Andre okay. is going to get Andre got, Blatt's going to get paid, so I would like to avoid he's, that. He's good, but is he going to be offensively worth what he's going to call? Here's a, here's no, a name for you. Because he's Stanley Cup tax. Right? I mentioned I mentioned I mentioned Mason Marchment as a guy the Flames had in Dev Camp. Frankfurt Toronto is another guy the Flames had, and they, you know the Flames have long memories. Frankfurt Toronto, I could see. I don't think he's going to be a guy that gets top top dollar, and I think there's some value there. Uh, but I think, the, yeah, I, yeah I, I think you know they have a lot of guys. Uh, okay, you're just not going off book a bit. So we we think depending on what happens, uh, maybe they get Branson back. Uh, you, you think Trevor Lewis comes back? I I think Trevor Lewis is. I don't think Trevor Lewis is going to play anywhere else in his career. I think he's going to end in Calgary here. He's 35, isn't he? 35, 36. Yeah. 35 ish. You got, you've got your fourth line. You've got Lucic uh, right now. You're at like scheduling on your fourth line. You could bring back Lewis. You could bring back Richie. Either of them will come in probably at league min. So you're not really worried about those deals. I I don't, I don't see the point in bringing back. You might as well put in Walker door. Well, oh yeah. Or save a bit of money. or yeah, because re- they like Rizicka, but they don't really have a spot for him, and they want him up the middle too. Like it seems like they seemingly don't. I'd be honestly, I'd, I'd be depending on how you want to do it. I'd be okay with having Rizicka as the fourth line center, maybe third line center, with someone like Lewis and someone like Lucic, because they were pretty good as a group during the uh, during the regular season when they played Rizic- together. They, Rizic- they had about fifteen games. is the perfect injury replacement right now. Anyone in the top nine goes down, you can slot him in the middle, right? Like like any of those guys go down, it's it's, it's time for him. To, to play in the show and, and be in the show. And if you want to give them some early season reps, it, it, it all depends last year before they, like they filled out their roster with free agency and they didn't really leave holes for any young guys to, to go. And right at the start of camp, they pretty let's, much sent them let's, all down. Let's, let's play devil's advocate though. Let's play devil's advocate. Uh, the team is like kind of disjointed and crappy when Daryl got here. So I, I yes. completely buy the idea. Oh, of you need to keep the group together for continuity and to teach them stuff. And it worked out well for both the AHL and NHL groups. But this year, I think you have, depending on who comes back in, in free agency, you have some guys on the AHL side of it who will be pushing. And you have those guys know what it takes now. Like they, yeah. they were told what the expectation was at the start of camp and what shape you need to be in, what you need to be ready for. Now, anyone that's dead serious about trying to be in the NHL, they will come ready because 
they're the ones that have to show it, not the guys with the big money deals. So that's guys like Pelche, that's well, Rizicka, still Matthew Phillips, because there he got qualified and there's definitely a hole. If Johnny leaves, there's definitely a wing hole that he can fill and you're not going to be too small now because he goes. Okay. Let's just, let's just, let's just fill out the roster in our minds right now. So uh, assuming everyone's healthy, your four centers are what? Uh, Lindholm, Backlund, Monaghan, and maybe Rizichka, maybe Lewis, maybe someone else. I would, I would go Lindholm, Backlund, Monaghan, Rizichka, but Monaghan might play four C. And and, and and Lewis, Lewis can play center too. So I mean, he's and a Lu- guy that Lewis can help and the, Lewis predominantly played right, like right side, and then him and Lutz just chose who took the draw, and then they had whoever at the center there. Whether it was, it was never Carpenter. Who was it? the end of the season uh, oh no it was lewis it was lewis because they put richie on the wing but then they just flip flop yeah. but until until monahan went down it was always okay the lewis, lewis okay on the right side uh like if if mon if if there's no uh no back or no uh Goudreau, do you bring do you use that some of that money on cali yarncroak uh depend depends do you want do do you want a second line score if you go yarncroak fine you have extra money for a winger like you're never going to replace Johnny. So you need to get the right pieces. Now, do you spend that on defense? Like, like you definitely need, like in my mind, you definitely need to do they, do they, okay. okay devils. Let's do this way. There, there was a, it was a team that, uh, that finished second in the Jennings race. I mean, there, there's one team that allowed fewer goals in the flames last year. Yeah. So in theory, you could bring you're bringing back the same two goalies. You're bringing back 40 or at least four, maybe depending on what happens to Branson, five of the same 60 that got you to that point. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that Mackie will be like Mackie played. Mackie was fine. And Mackie was really good in the playoffs. So I think, you know, Mackie and maybe you get a, maybe you have a stone for seven. It depends, depends what they want. Do they want a guy with size? They liked Zadarov and they liked his size. They like how he defended so, the middle is. He takes so many penalties and he's so expensive for what he brings offensively. I think that's the challenge. And he doesn't like he he kills penalties, but like he's sort of he's he was the really... backup penalty. He was clearly their sixth defenseman. So when he's asking for four and a half million, like it's fine to let him walk yeah. because you're not gonna pay your sixth he was, defenseman he was the, more than two. He was the guy that played special teams, so you didn't have to use Shillington as much because by the end of the season, I think you could sort of tell Shillington is starting to get fatigued a bit because it was mm-hmm. the most hockey for Shillington played in like four years. Yeah, but, and, well, and I I like I'm just iffy on how much they like that. Like, do they want to bump Shillington down to play with Goodbranson and then play someone else with Tanev, like like a more proven guy? Well, if they want and Johnny leaves, they could do that. They could go out and spend yeah. money on a more proven. And then Shillington's still there, and you got a quality defenseman. Yeah. I, I, I will. I will say this. I mean, okay, do the math here. Twenty six million. Let's say no no control. So let's say ten. Let's say ten for for Kachuk. Okay. Well, so I, at least, at least. Okay. No, it's just, let's just say, let's just for, so we'll 10, 10 for, yeah. so we'll do 20, you start with 26, 10 to Kachuk, you're down to 16, five to Mangiapane, you're down to 11. Let's say two and a half to three to Shillington. Let's say two, let's be nice and yeah. say two and a half. That's as in he's being yeah. nice. So yeah. two and a half says so what's 11. You're That's down eight to eight and, and a half, eight and a half. Okay. Eight and a half. Uh, so you're given, let's say Two, let's say two, another two and a half to uh, to get Branson. It's down to six. Down to six. Okay. And you still uh, need to fill out. You still need to fill out. And we're and we're already and we're 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 still count. We're already counting uh, 
Falamaki on the roster. We're already counting uh, Mackey. Okay, so we get we have six million bucks, and you have eight forwards. Yeah, that is and, the issue. And well, here, but then but then you take Lewis at lead men because he he would he would come lead men, and even if you do uh, that, he made, I, I he's at eight hundred. Let's, Let's say he's eight hundred. Let's say eight hundred. eight hundred. Okay, okay, okay. Richie's not coming back. Uh, let's, no. say let's, say, let's say Rizichka. Let's say let's say Rizichka. Let's say let's just say Rizichka between Rizichka. We're at six, so Rizichka and uh, let's say between Rizichka and uh, our friend Mr. Lewis. That's one six. So you're down to four four with ten, ten forwards. forwards. You're getting close. You're getting close, but but that makes it tough. It makes it so. How much? It, what's uh, what's Kalyanko going to cost? Two mil. Uh, well, he just what's getting, Mason Marshman going to cost? Getting, four. He was he was just getting two point two. Uh, I if I were his camp, I'd. He was at two. He was at two last time. He was at two. Yeah, but he was a long six year deal too. I if I were him, I'd want to go short term, bigger dollars, because you just you just. I don't think I they can give him that here though. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Is like if he, if I were him, you're a defensive minded center. You are, and, and, and I think I think you're thinking the old NHL. This is the new NHL where there's no middle class. There's there's a million bu- million bucks and there's five million bucks and very little people making in between. Don't you love capitalism? Um, anyways, <laughs> yeah, it's no, gonna be like this till 2025. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, no, because then we, if you count Val Mackey, and Mackey and Branson and Chillington, then you're at six. Then you're at sixty. So you're not. You, you got you got the four million left. You don't have to go. No, you you be uh, you be at seven, man. Yeah, you'd be you, a seven, you have yeah. all you have all your D. You have your goalies. Yeah. You have 10, 10 forwards. You need two more. So two more forwards with four point four. Yeah, but that's yeah. Like so, well, it makes it, do you hope a rookie makes it? Like do you do you hope? Mil- so so you like you're, you're, hope yeah, so you're basically they have mil- to earn it. So you're saying two, like two, let's say two two and a half to to Yarncroak, uh nine hundred K for uh, for Pelche. Boom, your your roster's full. Your money's gone, and you have no cap space for any wiggle. Well, you all due respect to the flames, the D is good. Mackey's a question mark, but the D is good. Your goaltending is good. It, it was runner up to the Vezina and runner up to the Jennings last year. Your D is good. Your forwards, Manjipani's a, a bona fide top sixer. Maybe yeah. Toffoli comes back and takes a step, but I would still like, could you sell? Like say when, if you're, if you're selling jerseys, selling season tickets, selling whatever, could you sell like, well, boys, Here's the here's what we did. We laid out 10 to 11 million bucks to Gaudreau. He wanted to go back east. Okay. What what did you spend the money on? Here's what we did. We spent it on Trevor Lewis. And then we got brought back the sixth defenseman or seventh defenseman or fifth defenseman. And we Sorry, brought that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I think and I think that, you know, the we talked about the well, they're gonna have to figure out some cap stuff. And they're they gonna need have to, to move out. someone. They need to move yeah. someone. Yeah. They need to move someone they if they want to be competitive they have too many contracts on the lower half of their roster that cost too much money their their money allocation is improper and that's not that's not to be an intentional insult on sean monahan because of his injuries or milan lucic because he's he's slowing down as the age goes on but one of those two players if you really want to be competitive you need to move one of them you need to if you don't you're going to be in a cap crunch and you're not going to be effectively able to replace Johnny Gaudreau in any capacity. You know, you're never going to be able to replace him period, but you're not even going to be able okay. to bring anybody in worth a damn to even make a difference. So uh, Leon Lucic has a million, he's got paid his, his uh, signing bonus for the year. He has a million bucks of salary left in his current deal. 
and not just a million bucks. It's I think uh, after you factor in escrow and, and the fact that the Oilers are, are covering a chunk yeah, of this deal, twenty five percent. It's seven. It's seven thousand seven hundred eighty thousand dollars. Seven hundred eighty eight. It's sub eight, sub eight hundred thousand dollars for cash out the door to get Milan Lucic for the year. If you're the Flames, who get the cap, to get the five point two five million dollars of cap space, is it worth? And this, I know you're going to cringe as soon as I suggest this. Is Don't it worth shipping him out? Don't say. I'd that. say twenty twenty three second. That's fine. A second, not for, trade. a second for five and a half million bucks. Do not trade at 2023 first until you know you're not, until you either know you're a playoff team or, or, or that's definitely the goal for the season. Because if yeah. you fall out flat and you are late, you but, want to be in you, that lottery. Okay. What would, what would, so you, a first is too much for you. So for cap space, for weaponized cap space, what would be too much? The, the first, the 2023 first. Okay. If someone says, if someone says to you, like, let's say, I'm just, you know, this is me just throwing out hypotheticals. If I'm the Ducks, and I say, mm-hmm. you know, we, uh, we'll take Luch for the year. Give us uh, your second or your third next year. I'd try to split the year. I'd try to split or, the year. Okay. But if I'd they, if they said year. only 23. Only 23? Uh, I, I would say if, I, if it's a top five protected pick, then sure. Sure. But it's top five protected. Like it is, it is, what do you mean? it is like, like you can your try second to pick your third. Well, I, I, well, they don't even have their second for 23 and or they don't have their third. I okay, do a, sec- I do a 23 second and a 24 third to do it. I would, I would. Okay. okay. Because or, you're still maintaining let's, that. Top let's, end say, end. let's say a second in Phillips or a second in Valamaki or a second. Okay. In, yeah. There's, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> no question. Yeah. Because, well, because, then, like, so, let's say you know the, the roster you and I were piecing together of okay, this that the other thing. If you can, if you can get Lucic look, off the uh, off the books, and we're yeah. picking on Lucic because he's the easiest guy to move because of the cash involved and the cash not involved. But if you can move Lucic, all of a sudden you go from going like, oh, you got six million bucks, and you can you got to fill up all these spots to having eleven point two five million bucks, and then you can go out and get. Marchment and or you know you can get a you can get Vetrano and Marchment you can get you know you can get multiple guys to yeah. replace Goudreau in the aggregate and I think it makes it a lot easier to swallow losing a player that good because you have something to show for. They're competitive now. Like here's the point: they're competitive now. They want to be anyways. You have Anderson, Hannafin, and Shillington all under 25 years old, all signed a decent contract. Well, Shillington not yet, but all under 25 years old. So it, the kicker here is Valimaki's at 1.5, right? You lump him with Lucic, you actually save more than you're thinking. Because his, because you could replace him effectively. You say you've got Mackey, right? And then if you're using that money, that part of that 5.25, you can get another defenseman at two or three million. And and you're still okay on forwards to spend a little bit more as well. So yeah, if you give the ability to like, you know, if, that's, if, if, you if it gives you the that. ability to have Mackie as a six seven instead of a definite six. Yeah, and you could fill in. He could fill in whenever someone's hurt or banged up, or even if you just want to get him some reps or some guy some rest. Mackie's ready. Like we've kind of determined that he he was on the playoff fill in roster. Like he wasn't in Stockton until Calgary got eliminated. So. Like, like he's he's there. He was their choice over Valimaki, anyways. So you know, you if you want to, if the if the team's willing, if they if they think Valimaki is enough of an asset, plus maybe a second or third instead of including two picks, 
then and then they take Lucic, that's fine. I love Luch. I don't want him to go. His cap hits just too much. It, it, that's for, just, I'm sorry. It's just what it is. And especially if 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 they think that the the core of the group is a hair away from being in the Stanley Cup conversation, the cap space is worth its weight in gold. And well, like, and the other teams would know that. And 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 let's. Well, this will sound really mean, and I really like Milan Lucic. He's a, you know, no, every time I dealt with him, he's really nice. Same with Sean Monahan. Sean Monahan is significantly younger, and Sean Monahan, you can say like, yeah, like, hip, you know, hip labrum surgery on either side of his hips. That must suck. Imagine how good it'll be when he's better. You can reason if you squint and think about it long enough, you could convince yourself Monahan can have a bounce back much more easily than you can convince yourself that Lucic will. I so think the though, chance that, that you're going to, you're going to be disappointed by Monaghan's production relative to his cap hit. I think less than you will by Lucic's. I don't think they're willing to pay someone to take Monaghan though. Like, I don't think that's even in their deck of cards. I think if Monaghan's going, then they're like, okay, what are you going to give us for him? Like we value him. He's been a player for us. He's been a very successful player. Yeah. He's been hurt. We're giving him time to heal. If you want him, you are still going to have to pay for him. So, so, like, like, like that's maybe not what the public sphere thinks, but what the public sphere thinks isn't what the team actually thinks, which is why the team usually does stuff different than what the fans are all yelling about. So that, no, I mean, that, that is an interesting thing for me. The only one I think they should be willing to attach assets to, to get rid of is Lucic. And even then, like it's because it's only one year and because the money's only 700,000 or 780, then you shouldn't have to pay two picks. Like it's not like you're taking on three and a half million. Yeah, but but, but it's also what it's worth dollars. to you. It's also what it's worth to you because let again, let's say Anaheim's a divisional team. You know, mm-hmm. the, the teams the teams that I think Lucic would waive his no move or his no move, no trade to go to would be what? Vancouver, Seattle, LA, Anaheim. Well, yeah, you know, maybe he's Vegas, familiar with the LA area, right? Maybe like, Arizona. Probably go back to Boston if he really wanted to. Like if they Yeah, really but want. he has a house, he has a house in LA though. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of travel, man. That's a lot yeah. of travel. But the way I'm saying is Anaheim as well. Anaheim wants Nick Delorier back by <laughs> virtue of rumors. Nick the, Delorier is about to have a bidding war for him the Flames. The Flames engaged in you know the year that uh, the year that they ended up getting Kachuk and Set. I believe they were engaged in really uh, really deep talks with Anaheim for Freddie Anderson because the, the ducks were like, we can only afford Freddie Anderson. We can only afford John Gibson. We can't have both. And the flames had very intensive talks with them. And basically Anaheim was asking more from the flames than they were from other teams because they're in division and they didn't want to face their guy the whole time. And yeah, it's division tax. So I think that's why if I'm Anaheim, if I, especially if I'm Pat for UGM, I want to establish myself as someone to be, someone to be dealt with, someone to be respected. So I'm going to ask for the moon. I respect the hell out of Pat Verbeek and I don't think Pat Verbeek's ever going to do something. That's not like, like right away. He's, everything he's done so far has been really smart. He's, he's going to ask I just, for a lot. I just went show. on a ducks podcast and talked about all the draft picks. And it was like, like I have nothing but respect for Pat Verbeek right now. I, he's doing a lot of nice, good things. And he's building a big, very high skilled talent pool. If he wants Milan Lucic, if they, if they, that's the thing it's, it's yeah, it's okay. Calgary might want to get rid of him, but, Anaheim definitely they're looking for a, a tougher guy that can play an everyday role if, do you want that to be Lucic they're still years away from competing competitively they are they're they've got they're gonna have a young team their top two centers are going to be under 22 years old both of them so yeah. 
like, like, like do you, you're going to need a leadership aspect as well. Who else brings that as like Lucic? So, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out, it's, it's only a year. Exactly. But, yeah, I, year. but I think, but I think that's, you know, we, we, I think we come on both sides of that sales pitch. I mean, if you're a Bradford living, you're like, you know, Luch, you get to go back, go back West. You get to wear flip flops to the rink. It'll be great. Okay. What, what's the sales pitch to Verbeek? I think you just nailed it. And what about, and what about like the, the last years of Calgary? What about his time in Calgary has ever said Calgary doesn't want him there? Right. Like, like all the celebrations for his games, all of the team talking about how it's great. Like Dylan Dubé, how many times does he say it's great to have a guy like Milan Lucic in the room? Like, like he loves it. Like you're, you're with a Stanley cup champion and a legend. Lucic, remember you, you saw the same after hours I did. Lucic was thinking about retiring before Dubé came in. Exactly. He was, he genuinely was. And, but, but when, when you're, when you're, when you're sitting down and you're, you're going like, okay, you know, how do you fit in Kachuk for, as long as you'd like to keep Kachuk. Well, that's, uh, that's how do you keep how do you keep Mangiapane? Like you know, you hit on you hit on uh, you know you hit on a, a good late pick with Mangiapane. You hit you know may, maybe Shillington's never more than a really a good second pairing guy. Yeah, yeah. great. It's that's hard to find. You lock him that. down. Lock him you down. Need that. But you, and he's young and he can but you, skate. But you can't afford to lock these guys down without making tough decisions elsewhere. Yeah. So I'm. I don't know. I, I think I'm. I'm. It's just, this is going to be a fascinating and terrifying next few days. We need to talk. We need to talk about the Mangiapane and Kachuk situation because they're both ARB eligible and they both can lock themselves to free agency if they want to. They both can. And you need to get clarification on that situation right away because if Matthew Kachuk does want to walk himself to free agency you and, and Gaudreau leaves, you can't let that happen. You have to move him. If he does that, he should not play the first game for the Calgary Flames upcoming this season. You, if you just lost Johnny Gaudreau for nothing, you cannot lose Matthew Kachuk for nothing as well. That is, that is, that is your job, and you, you, it should take your job. That is a massive mistake. That is the best line in hockey this year, and you're going to lose two-thirds of it for nothing? That is terrible mismanagement. So yeah. I, here, let's, 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 let's address, the, address the Gaudreau of it. Um, are you going to – like? I, I saw people uh, on social and message boards, wherever, talking about like I can't believe they didn't trade Johnny Gaudreau. One, he was the best. He was the best player on their team. If you you're you, like, you, we've heard the we've heard other teams with pending UFAs use the term own rental. So if the Flames traded Johnny Gaudreau at the trade deadline, they'd also be looking for someone like Johnny Gaudreau to load up and give themselves a chance to win a championship. And what so message is going to send him. to the guys? Yeah, it's, it's basically like, well, like, you know, sorry, hey, boys. Thanks you for know, competing like crazy and getting us into a spot where we could possibly we, we, win the division. We, we know you were playing 700 hockey for uh, – we, we know that everyone got sick. Everyone was just dog sick for, for like two weeks. Then you had to play every second day basically for the last 80 days of the season – and you played it at a 700 clip, one of the better clips of, of Flames hockey one in the history ten of the franchise. Roll. Yeah. One ten or all. But sorry, sorry, boys. I mean, we don't know if we can sign him, so you might as well. No, that would have been stupid. That's like video the, game stuff. That's yeah. video game stuff, and that's, and even, that's like, the way to describe it. Yeah. So you can, you, can, you can say, you know, you do that once, and, like, it's a unique situation. You know, you can't do that twice. Like, like it's you different when a player is one of those. It's different, when it's, it's different when it's someone that's Claude Giroux's age, right? Like Claude Giroux was very respectful. He spent all his time there, right? He was and, 34. And, the, and, and no, the, you can't make that comparison because the Flyers sucked. Well, yeah. That's You're not content, but, but yeah, the idea of contenders. Well, John Tavares. We'll go back to John Tavares. 
he the Islanders made the playoffs theory. Did they make the playoffs theory? Yeah, they made because he won. He was the one who scored the goal that won them their first round in a long time. So John Tavares made the second round. He's exact same situation. Made the second round. Finally had a choice to do what he wanted to do, and he left. Yeah. He left. He went. He went where he he went home. Yeah, he very avidly. Now we haven't heard anything about Johnny Gaudreau and his preferences, so I can't make that comparison. But in terms of play and timing of the contract. That is his direct comparable, is the John Tavares situation. That or Steven Stamkos. So now you've got two. You got one guy that stayed. You got one guy that went. What's Johnny going to do? We don't know. <laughs> we are at a perpetual crossroads until but, we... But that, as a, like, if, if you want to, you know, if you want to criticize Brad for living for, maybe you should have signed him before the season. Yeah, I'm sure he's thinking that too. Yeah, he's thinking, uh, yeah. If you, but as soon as the season starts and you're like, well, you're you're basically locked in until the end of the season. Yeah, because if you know if the Flames sucked, yeah, you would have traded him, but you didn't, and that you know. Well, they got themselves into a bit of a precarious situation if they don't bring in Sutter, let Ward finish off the year, then let then Cam Ward. Well, then you're looking at you don't know who's coming in to coach. Like Sutter came in, the message was they're going to compete next year. Right. That was the message. Like we are competing. They didn't, they have never in their life gone direction of a full rebuild ever. I don't ever see them going to, I don't think ownership has the appetite for a full rebuild where you advertise you're going to be bad intent. Like you're going to be bad for a few years, fans. Don't worry about it though. We're going to get lots of kids. I, they like the playoffs. They like the playoff revenue. They like pushing for it. It's, it's always been the overseeing kind of message. Like even the years after Sutter, they stayed trying to get there, finished ninth in the conference, 10th in the conference. Like, let's just miss. Let's just miss. We're, are we going to get a top pick? No, we're going to pick four or 13th to 17th. And that's what we're going to make the best of it. And then they don't make the best of it. And that was years of Flames hockey. Years. You're, you're, just, you're, just, you're just twisting the knife for the listeners now. I well, hey, I it, it, that's why it's like, but that's that, 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 now like you're gonna lose Johnny Gaudreau. You possibly might lose Johnny Gaudreau for absolutely nothing, and that's why, depending on what he does, you need to treat the Matthew Kachuk situation independently. Even if Johnny stays and he signs a one year deal, he should still go. And it same with Manjapani, if he signs a one year deal, he should go. You You can't be managing assets for the sake of competing when you're just going to get nothing in return and just go bad anyways. You might as well get something for it before you turn it uh, Okay. My, my, my big problem with the, with the punt is on Kachuk and Majipani is saying you'll figure it out next year is not a plan. No, it's not. And I, I think the, you know, if you want, if you want to sell to the fans, to the media, to whoever that, you know, when, when you, when, when the flame, when the flames brought in Daryl Sutter, it basically screamed, here, okay, here's the plan. And when they brought in all the Suttery players over the offseason, you could squint and go, okay, yeah, I can, I can kind of see what they're doing here. Okay, okay. And in a, lot, in a lot of ways, the plan is validated. But you can't, you know, punt and go, what if they just get trust hurt? us in this one. What if they get hurt playing on that one-year deal? Then, what, then what's the value? Then what's their value? It's nothing. And then they can still walk. Like, that's what I'm saying is if they go to arbitration, if they go to a one-year deal, either of them do that you can't wait even if you keep johnny gaudreau you you know a player like matthew kachuk even for one year would get you a haul would get you an absolute haul you'd get three first round level assets at least two for sure i I think you'd i think the the trade value for kachuk on a one-year deal if it's a palatable deal first roster player good prospect yeah yeah three pieces that's what i said three pieces manjapani i'd put two like you'd get a first still for him and a and a and a top prospect 
So you can still build for the future. Calgary doesn't want to build for the future, which is the problem with the way their roster. I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think it's fair to say they don't want to. Well, but everyone tough. wants to. It's tough. Yeah, everyone wants to. It's tough, especially Canadian markets. Your owner, depending on what happens with the city, is about to write a hundred, two hundred million dollar, three hundred million dollar check. Like the, the the pressure is, you got to make it every year. Because other, you know, you want to maximize revenue. You like that's it is what it is. I mean, but the, the market is what the market is. Occasionally, you need to go to the owner and say, "Look, we're at a point where we need to pivot for a bit." At, at, at some point, you, you, and you know what? Like, if the owner keeps dipping his hands into the soup, it's not the chef's soup anymore. Like, like if you, if you don't I'm, hire a I'm, chef to do the cooking if, for him. If if it, if my name's on the restaurant and I'm paying for it, I can do what I want. That's why I paid. That's why I bought a. That's why I bought a hockey team so I could do what I want. Yeah. I don't like it, but I can understand it. Because if I was in his shoes, I wouldn't want to be arm's length away too. I'd be kind of look over the shoulder, being like. What are you doing over there? So I mean, I get it. I don't. I don't think it's the best way to do it. But no, I get no. it. But if you and I own a hockey team, you couldn't keep us out of there. We the Johnny Gaudreau situation has kept us off of the. Now there's been tidbits and rumors because the second anything any fling flames related hits online, the entire fan base. We we don't need we don't need to get into rumor bullshit. But but it's just we 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 haven't discussed the possibilities of what could happen. And we have not discussed the possibility of what would happen at all, or anyone's covered the, what happens if Manjapani walks himself to free agency? Cause that's possible. We haven't even discussed that anywhere. No one's really mentioned it because of the top two guys. And he's a 35 goal scorer. He's one of the best play drivers yeah. at cre- driving yeah. the net and creating offense in the entire league. He's undervalued. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. And, and uh, honestly, that's why, that's why I kind of like uh, the idea of doing a marshmenty kind of asset because it gives you insurance in case Manjapani decides he wants to go somewhere else in a year. And yeah, also it gives you the ability to have another guy pushing him because if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, Manjip, if you're anyone on the left side, if you're any left shot forward in the flames organization, as long as 13 is there, your development's capped because you're not going to be the top guy. So the nice thing is if 13 leaves, you got 115 points, you got to replace, you got 40 goals, you got to replace. It sucks. But from a team building perspective, you have an open roster spot and you have some carrots you can take. And I think, I don't think that's, I think that's a lot of value. I don't think it's nearly as valuable as having the player. Do you know how much Marchman's asking for? Because I'm going to be blunt. I don't know. He's had one. I haven't asked him this week. That's fair, but no. But like the the thing about Marchman that scares me is he's had one one year, one outstanding year on the highest scoring Florida team. I think they outscored teams from the '80s. So I'm wary. I'm wary of. Is he going to want more than what he's worth? Now every free agent wants more than what they're worth. Every free agent. That's just the reality situation. Why wouldn't you ask for the most amount of money? Like why wouldn't you? (laughs) So yeah, just all iffy. It all. It's going to be a fun, it's going to be just a nerve wracking. It it could go a million different ways on Wednesday. It can go. It could go a million different ways on Tuesday. Yeah. By the time you listen to this folks, this could could all be moot. So we might, we've got an hour. Might as well cap it there. This has been Flames Nation Radio. He's Shane. I'm Ryan. Delivered to you by DoorDash. The and Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames, brought to you by Claire Distillery. Uh, this is going to be a fun week. So everyone, uh, we'll say this. We'll say this. Uh, when you're on your Twitters and your social medias, one, regardless of what happens, do not say uh, anything negative about Johnny Gaudreau or his family because that's just not cool. Nope. Uh, 
people people make decisions for any number of reasons and you know but you know once you spent 11 years in an organization you have the you have the right to call your shot that's you know guys you know uh most most players uh you know they get drafted when they're 18 they can become an unrestricted free agent when they're 28 27 28 so that you're looking at uh like eight or nine years for most guys because Goudreau, you know, he got drafted at 17 and he's turning 29 in August. He's been the better time at, you know, almost 12 years in the Flames organization, over 11 years in the organization. So, you know, they've earned the right to call their shots and they've earned the right not to be judged too harshly one way or the other. I mean, I'm sure if he, if he resigns here, people in, Philly, New Jersey, Long Island will be kind of making frowny faces too. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, the other thing is uh, beware of the sources you're looking at, uh, especially on Twitter. Watch out for Boob McKenzie and Elliot what? Rudman. The fourth, the fourth period with the 0-0. Oh, oh the, the, the fourth period and, yeah. and Dar, Dar, Darlene Dreger, Darn Look for the blue check marks, folks. The blue yeah. check marks. Look for the bad. check marks. And before you do anything, one, make sure it's from this year yeah. because we don't want to see that 2016 Goudreau thing back in our timelines again. That's just mean. And two, click on the source just to make sure it's from this year and it's from the right person before you freak everyone you know out because, you know, be, be considerate. Uh, we'll all try to be considerate of ourselves and others, but be considerate in your, uh, in your thing and uh, try to, you know, try to hydrate, you know, mix in a water every now and then it's, in out in Calgary where we are, I'm in Calgary. He's in Lethbridge. It's freaking hot out. It's like 28, 29, 30 degrees. Uh, so it's going to be hard enough to to sweat our way through the week, regardless of how free HC goes. So remember to hydrate, eat some vegetables, call your parents. Uh, not just to bug them for it's money, but if you're to. in Calgary, might as well. Might as well put on a cowboy hat, get some shade in. That'll do it for this week. We'll uh, we'll be back. Uh, Probably uh, at a regular Wednesday, Wednesday recording Thursday uh, posting next week uh, to pick up the pieces. Unless something really important happens, then we you know we reserve the right to do an emergency yeah. podcast to discuss if the whatever the Flames look like. If they randomly sign of Danny Malkin, then we'll probably talk about it <laughs> out of nowhere. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. So that'll do it. This has been Flames Nation Radio. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you all next episode, whenever that happens to be. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.